Hey everyone, we had some minor technical difficulties, but we are back for day two of the Visionary Women Training. Thank you so much for joining me. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, welcome. So excited that you're here. If you haven't signed up for this training yet that you are hearing right now, by all means do that because you're going to get all the goodies and bonuses um, and we don't want you to miss out on a thing. So that is MelodyPormorati.com slash visionary. Welcome to all of you. Uh, I appreciate you so much for showing up again for um, this training that really like I've been putting so much of my heart into what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it. Um, making sure that we all get the most out of this experience. Um, say hello in the chats. Remember, as always, keep that energy flowing because that is what we're here for. We're here to create community and build friendships and relationships with like-minded women. Um, and there's nothing better than that. Uh, for those of you who have already entered the giveaway, amazing. If you haven't already entered the giveaway, there is still time. So you can either review my podcast. It's called Empowering Her, and you can find it at melodypormorati.com slash podcast, or you can um, send a screenshot of you watching this, a video of you watching this, a uh, a picture of your workbook, whatever it may be that's showing people what you're up to and how you're trying to empower yourself to empower the world because that's how we make transformational change. We share the good stuff. Um, so if you have an accountability partner, which by now I hope you do, if you don't go into the partner and shine thread, make sure you uh, connect yourself with someone because we want you to walk away from this experience with a community of like-minded people where you can, you know how like we all have friends that we have for different reasons, right? There are some friends who we're friends with because their children are the same age as our children. There are some friends we're friends with because they're from our childhood. And then there's our soul community, the community of people that we bring together because we have the same thing on our hearts. We are on like-minded missions. We are ambassadors for kindness. That is like where the delicious stuff happens. Those are the people that we gravitate towards. And here, we're on a mission to create that soul family for you. So uh, if you already have your accountability partner, which we love to call your partner in shine, um, go ahead and tag them here so that they can watch this experience with you. Things are always better when shared. So if you have already watched uh, the first video in this series, I want you to type a one in the chat. Let's see, let's keep that momentum building because um, that's how, again, that's how we make the changes, right? We watch day one, then day, day two builds off of day one. And so far, um, that's what we've been doing. Tomorrow's day three, we're meeting right here at the same time, same place. And then on Thursday, I'm so excited because we're gonna open up our private Zoom room and we're gonna get to see each other and we're gonna get to ask questions of each other. And um, I'm gonna share more about how you can step into your girls' empowerment movement, which is why we're all here, right? We're here to empower ourselves and then empower everyone that we come in contact with. That's what we get to do. I see that Angelique and Sue are all caught up. Amazing, so great to have you both here. Good morning, Erica. I have loved the messages that I'm getting from you, the aha moments that you're you're um, feeling after watching this series and watching day one. Um, it's beautiful to know that showing up like this is transforming all of us. So uh, a little bit about Visionary Woman. Every time I, you know, before I run a workshop, I'm always intention setting. Before I run a masterclass, I'm always taking some time for myself to ask myself, like, what is the best use of me? How can I serve in, in the best way that I possibly can? And I invite you to do the same whenever you're about to um, join in on an experience that you're hoping will be of service to you, right? And that you can be of service to other people. And I was thinking about the word, once again, vision, visionary woman, and the idea of perspective really came into my mind. Um, as we discussed yesterday, we get to choose our perspectives. I think as an empowerment coach, 
working with women, one of the greatest things that I have been able to point them in the direction of is that they are in charge of the perceptions that they choose. Um, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's a Wayne Dyer quote. And sometimes we are so stuck on something because we're only looking at it, at it in a certain way. And the goal is to perhaps put on a new set of lenses, a pair perhaps of rose-colored glasses and ask ourselves, what's another way that I can see this situation? And just being open, just asking ourselves that empowering question allows us to see things in a completely different way. So I invite you to choose your perspectives. And the Course in Miracles says that there is fear and there is love. And anything that is fear cannot be love. And anything that is love cannot be fear. And I really want you to hold on to that idea of fear and love because in so many ways, at so many different junctures in life, we can just ask ourselves the simple question, am I seeing this through a lens of fear or am I seeing this through a lens of love? Now tell me, up until now, do you feel like you've been seeing things through fear or through love? And there's no shame here. This is like, sometimes we call things out so that we can transform them. And I, right here, my hand is up. I've been doing this work for 17 years and still I have moments where I'm looking at the world, I'm looking at life through the lens of fear. I mean, one example right now I could tell you is my daughters are going to college next year. If all goes well and all goes as planned, they will be heading off to college and I will be an empty nester. And it's bringing up all sorts of fear. And so while I allow myself to feel the feelings, I then ask myself, how can I look at this through a lens of love? And a whole new set of possibilities and opportunities open up for me. Um, and so you could look at any situation in your own life and ask the same question and perhaps just get a little gentle nudge to look at things in a different way because you chose to see through a lens of love. So I have a question for all of you. We're gonna get started with today. If you didn't have to be perfect, what would you do? Okay, so I want you to think about this for a moment. Take, take a beat. And I want you to write in the comment section, if I didn't have to be perfect, I would. If I didn't have to be perfect, I would. And I want you to fill in that blank. You don't have to say if I, the if I didn't have to be perfect part in your comment, because I know it takes a minute to type it out. But if I didn't have to be perfect, and then go ahead and put your answer in the comments. And I know it's a, it's a big ask, but I just want you to know that when we show up in this way, when we share like this, um, it gives other women permission to do the same. Uh, Valerie is saying, just be me. So if I didn't have to be perfect, I would just be me. That's beautiful because that is your essence. That's the only thing that this world really, really wants from you. And so why not just be me? So how cool would it be to look at that through a different set of lenses? Kirsten is saying, if I didn't have to be perfect, I would start right now. I'm so curious what you're talking about when you say I would start right now, but we are cheering you on. And hopefully by the end of today's session, we will all soften up a little bit about that thing that we've been waiting for perfection for. Erica would say, I would show up all the time if I didn't have to be perfect. That's beautiful. What does showing up mean to you? Um, it's different for all of us, right? And we need you to show up, don't we, Erica? We need you to share your light. We need you to pay it forward. That's when the real magic happens. Okay, Angelique is saying, if I didn't have to be perfect, I would be in my full authentic power. Oh my God, and you have so much of it, Angelique. So yes, let's dissolve that perfection. I always say perfection starts with a P because it's poisonous. We were taught as young girls to be perfect. And my goal, and I want you to really sit with this idea, instead of asking girls to be good and to be perfect, I want to ask them to be powerful. Can we all do that? Is that an ask that we could make? And if we're going to ask our girls to do that, we need to first look in the mirror and ask ourselves how we've been holding ourselves from this idea 
of needing perfection. And when we can release and dissolve it, then we are the perfect guides to help our girls show up in their power and not in their perfection because perfection does not exist. Now, I don't know about you, but I know way too many powerful, incredible, brilliant, magical women who are sitting on a gold mine of wisdom, but because they've been waiting for perfection, they haven't taken a step in the direction of their heart, in the direction of their dreams. Do you know women too, who you just know they're so freaking badass that if they would just get over themselves, there's nothing that they couldn't create. Um, I'm sure you're holding a woman in your mind's eye. Perhaps that woman is you. We don't want this for our women anymore. This is how we change uh, worlds. This is how we change the world for our girls. We start with our women. We lead by example. Let's not sit on gold anymore. Let's use that gold to spin something amazing into the world, okay? Um, let's not let that perfection, which perfection, by the way, is just another form of fear, right? So what did we say when we started? We said, we can look at things through a lens of fear, but we can also choose to look at things through a lens of love, right? So it's truly this perfection paralysis is a killer of dreams. We don't need our dreams to get killed, do we? Like, what is the point of that? What are we here to do? We're here to show up in our full authenticity, to dream big, to make things happen, to create a life that makes us giddy to jump out of bed every morning. That was my tagline when I first started coaching women. That was my tagline. I said, I wanna help you create a life and a business that makes you giddy to get out of bed every morning. It makes you just want to jump out of bed because you're so excited. That makes you like love Mondays, right? Loving Mondays because there, you've got so much incredible hard work to do. How amazing does that feel, right? Doesn't it just feel good just hearing it? Yeah. Uh, Valerie says, exhausting myself for perfection is what got me sick. I hear that, Valerie, because so much of our illnesses are a manifestation of what's going on in our inner world, right? The thoughts that we are thinking, the people that we are surrounding ourselves with, and pers perspectives are shaped by what we consume, right? What we consume, what we eat, what we consume on the news, right? Like we consume a lot of hate in the media and on the news on a daily basis. So I'm not saying to bury our head in the sands and not... Um, know what's going on in the world, but you get to decide how much of it you take in, how much of it you're willing to consume. So first of all, I want you to really release this idea that perfectionism is a virtue. I know when I was growing up, I was held to a standard of perfection because my parents and their parents and their parents before them taught them to be perfect, taught them to sit in the right way, speak in the right way, go into the right career path, marry the right woman. These are all the plagues of perfection that we place on generations and generations and generations upon generations. And the only way that we heal this for the generations to come is by healing it for ourselves, by changing the narrative, by changing the message that we pass down to our girls. How do we change the messages that we pass down to our girls? we start embodying a new way of existing in the world. And when we show up as women with all of our flaws, have you ever heard that term flossom? Be flossom, don't be perfect, be flossom, right? Rock your flaws, be okay with your flaws and know that they're one of the most beautiful parts of you. Um, that's how we change the narrative, that's how we heal our past generations and our future generations from this plague of perfection. So let's get rid of this idea that it's a virtue because it ain't. And we also use like what happens with perfection is we use as we use it as an excuse. So I want you to think like so many of the women who are sitting here with us today or who will be listening to this on the replay. And by the way, engage in the replay if you're here listening with us after the fact, after this live. Um, so many of us hide behind our perfection, right? We're like, 
I can't start my, start my girls empowerment movement because I don't have a website. I don't have a landing page. I don't have an audience, right? I don't have an office. I don't have a flyer. I don't have, it's the list of I don't haves, right? And we use it as an excuse. Is it that you can't or is it that you won't, right? Is it that you really, really can't or is it that you choose not to? Choose where you aim your focus. Excuses are the number one thing that is holding you back from stepping into the direction of your dreams. And perfection, I tell you, goes hand in hand with those excuses. What would your life look like if you stopped making excuses, right? Here's the thing. If you look for an excuse, you will always find one. I promise you, if you look for an excuse to not do the thing that's on your heart, I promise you'll find one. I could probably think up 25 right now if I wanted to, but I don't want to. I don't want to tune into what won't work. Instead, I'm going to tune into all the reasons that whatever it is that is on my heart is a possibility. You get to choose where you aim your focus. Why are we going to go in the direction of our excuses? The other thing that we can do to dissolve perfection paralysis is to take action. Clarity comes from action, not thought. So let's say we want to run our first girls empowerment workshop. We could think it to death, right? I could give you every tool that would create a really great girls empowerment workshop, but until you actually get in the ring, open your doors and run your first workshop, you are not going to get over this perfection paralysis. So if you want clarity, if you want excellence, you got to start somewhere. You got to say yes to yourself. And when you say yes to yourself, you are saying yes to the girls. So it's like such a win-win. Nikki is saying facts. We do make excuses. I've been guilty of this. Yep. 100% we all have. Shalisa, my big why is girl power. It's a beautiful why. And Luce is saying you get to choose where you aim your focus. Yes, 100% you do. So um, what we do is we control the variables that we can control. And I don't even like the word control. We, we influence what we can influence. We, you know, if we want to run a girls empowerment workshop, we make sure that we do our outreach. We do the tactical stuff. We tell people about it, right? We create a space where we can run our first workshop. We do all of those things. We do the tactical stuff. And then we allow the universe to do her thing because this essentially is a co-creation. It's not just you, it's you going first. It's you taking the lead. It's you making the first move and opening your doors to those girls. And then the rest is up to the universe. The universe will do her thing, I promise you. And it may take time. And we cannot consider ourselves a failure if we run our first workshop and one person shows up because greatness takes time right? And we amplify our movement and our vision over time. There's no business in the world that opened its doors for the first time and had it going on and was like, this is it. This is it forever. No, every great thing is years in the making. So I, I want us to just really remember that. Um, oh my God, Nikki has a great um, uh, book in the Okay, Adam Grant, Hidden Potential. Yes, Adam Grant is unbelievable. I'm so with you. And welcoming all the people who just joined us. We're talking about perfection paralysis and how to dissolve it once and for all. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how we need to stop caring what people think. And I'm here to just remind you that what other people think is none of your business. It just isn't. It's none of your business. It's not their life. It's your life. And you don't need to know what they're thinking about you. People will always talk, right? Let them. If they want to talk, let them. You stay on your path. You keep going for your dreams, doing what you know you are here to do. Don't let other people uh, who haven't even like, remember I was talking about the girl from high school that you still hold in your mind's eye whenever you're thinking about doing something. Don't let them trip you up. They're so trivial on your path, right? Instead, surround yourself by the people who want to see you win. Surround yourself by people who get excited for your celebrations. That's what it's all about. Um, so 
we so like i i know i do this we go to bed analyzing how did this appear to this person what how are other people seeing me and just like it's like none of it really matters everyone is thinking about themselves everyone is on their own path they might give you five seconds of a thought of what you're doing in the world that you've just put out there and then they're over it but you it's your lifetime it's your entire life why give up on your dream because of the couple people who might have a commentary on what you're doing they will have a commentary on anything you do by the way so why not do something that speaks to you does that make sense give me some emojis um, in the chat if you are agreeing if you're feeling with the topics feeling aligned with the topics that i'm sharing here I'm going kind of fast because I have so much to share. I feel like we could do 12 days of training here and it still wouldn't be enough because there's so much that I want to share. Um, and by the way, please be sure to mark your calendars for tomorrow's session and Thursday's Zoom session. Tomorrow will be on Facebook Live and Thursday will be on Zoom um, because that's when we get into the nitty gritty of how we can get involved in this movement and no to paths will look the same, but I want to give you all the different opportunities that await you when you stop with the imposter syndrome, when you stop with the perfection paralysis. There is so much out there for all of us. Um, okay, <sighs> I said this yesterday, I'm gonna say it again. I want you to think of your impact. I want you to close your eyes and visualize how you can be of service. That is where the magic really unfolds is when you imagine that one girl that you can serve, right? Maybe first it's your inner young, young girl and then we're taking that outwards and, and bringing it to other young girls because when we can first accept and acknowledge the, the brilliance that exists inside of us, that's when we can then lead by example, right? So um, keep imagining her, keep her in your mind's eye, let her be connected to your why, let her be your why. Uh, and finally, practice the art of being yourself. As I said, that's all the world wants from you, that's all the girls want from you. Practice the art of being yourself. Um, nobody can do what you do. You are a masterpiece, a ma magical, once in a lifetime masterpiece. And the way that you show up for yourself and for our girls is the way that you were meant to show up, right? We talked about how your fingerprint is unique in the world. No two people have the same, not even identical twins. And that's a message to me that we are all needed and that we are all here with hard work to do. And let that be the reason that you rise up, right? Practice the art of being yourself. Okay. I said that, so today we're kind of doing two sessions in one. So we talked about perfection paralysis, and now I wanna talk a little bit about money, a little bit about abundance, a little bit about um, the money stories that perhaps have held us back from being who we are, from showing up, from amplifying our vision, okay? We talked about love and fear, what is love cannot be fear. What is fear cannot be love. And now I want you to think about abundance versus lack mentality, okay? Uh, people who are stuck in lack mentality, there's. I'm gonna read you some things that they would potentially say, right? Let me know if you recognize yourself in this. There isn't enough for me. I'm worried about X, Y, Z. This is impossible and I just can't figure it out. I'll try, but I can't promise. I will never be as successful as she is. I will wait for a man to take care of me. I mean, there are a million other statements I could come up with, but people who are in lack and scarcity mentality are always operating from a place of not enough. I don't have enough of anything. There isn't enough of anything. And when we go around this world by thinking there isn't enough, then we are basically choking. We are choking um, abundance from coming into our lives because we will always see what's missing, okay? We will always see what's missing. Um, instead, I invite you to step into abundance mentality where there's no limit to what can be achieved. When you look at 
resources in the world, the sun, water, um, air. You would never rob yourself of air. You would never say there isn't enough air for me to breathe in, right? You've never had that problem because you are sitting here breathing, right? So I want you to think of money as a resource as well. And we get to have enough money and we get to stop thinking that money is a dirty word or people who have money are people who are not good people. I want you to really understand and acknowledge your perception of money. If you really had to think about it, and please put this in the chats, let's dialogue about this. What are some things that your parents taught you or you heard about money, right? I'll give you one, money doesn't grow on trees, right? What are, where did some of your perceptions of money come from? Let me know, um, and I will share some of the ones that I heard, um, but let's, I, I'd like to hear some of yours. Uh, Lou says, I love that perspective, abundance mentality. There is enough for everyone and more where that came from. There's always more where that came from. In fact, whenever I write a check to someone, first of all, I put hearts and happy faces on it because I just wanna bless it with good energy and be grateful that I was, uh, you know, let's say I'm, I'm paying the, the water bill. I'm paying the water bill because of the energetic exchange that was received as a result of me paying this bill. I was provided with water. I had the ability to take a hot shower, to wash my dishes after I cooked, right? To wash the rice before I cooked it. Um, there's always more where that came from. These are beautiful little statements we could take on so that we can feel more abundant. And you know, so often the way we think about money is the way we think about everything. I want you to really think about that. So are you thinking in abundance or in lack? Um, yeah, Sue was saying, I heard that money money on trees won a lot. Yeah, Wilma's saying never, for, never enough for groceries or anything extra. I hear that, Wilma. Uh, Luce is saying, save money for an emergency as there is not enough scarcity mindset as we came from Mexico and with nothing, my mom used to save it a lot. I so understand that, Luce. Um, my dad had to drop out. He, he grew up in Iran and he had to drop out of high school, sorry, middle school. Um, he only has up until an eighth grade education because they grew up poor and he needed to... Um, changed his family's money story and he needed to start working and he became so abundant. And it's so incredible that he was able to break free from some of the things that he was experiencing as a child and change his own money story. Shalisa is saying, save your money. Yes, yes, yes. Those are all things we heard. Um, some other ones are uh, money does, right, we said that one. It's hard to earn a buck. Be sure to marry rich. How disempowering is that one, right? Because it's like, what, we can't earn money for ourselves. Um, money is the root of all evil. Money is a limited resource. It's selfish to want a lot of money. I've heard this one. You don't have to love what you do. You just need to make a lot of money, right? Uh, Angelique says it was either save every penny or spend every dime because it doesn't go with you when you die. Oh, how interesting is that one? And Kirsten heard the opposite. Before my parents reached retirement age, there was a feeling that we cannot allow people to know that we are doing well financially. Right, because like there wasn't, there's a stigma associated with that, right? Like if you're doing well financially, then perhaps you're not a good person. But like, let's really think about it. I'm sure if we sat here, we could all think of 10 really, really good people, right? Who have a lot of money. Oprah being one of them. Great people who have a lot of money and who underwrite good causes because of their financial abundance. But if you really had to think about it, I bet you could think of 10 people who also have a lot of money who are not great people, who are not adding value to the planet, who perhaps you know, are ill-intentioned, right? So why do we assign this idea to money that if you're a bad person, you're financially doing well, right? So absolutely, 100%. And we could say the thing, same thing of people who don't have money. We could say that they're great or we could say that they're not great, right? It just, it has not, like, we can just stop connecting the two because we don't need to. Let's change the meaning that we gave 
give to money. And I want us right here to transform our limited money beliefs, right? Um, how could money flow to, to us if we thought that money was the root of all evil? How could, we, how could that be something that we attract to us if that is our belief system? So this is where we get to really forgive our elders for the money stories that they shared with us, that they passed on to us, because you know what? They did the best that they could with the information and knowledge that they had. They were probably just playing out the money stories that were taught to them by their parents and their parents' parents. That's how it goes, right? Uh, Nikki says that Mary Rich one is a huge one. It's a societal issue. People need to stop teaching girls that. I couldn't agree more, and you know I'm on a mission to change that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So some new money beliefs that I'd like you to adopt. Let me know which one of these is resonating with you. Money is a representation of the value you have created for other people. It's simply an exchange of energy. Money is a neutral medium and it's entirely what up to you what you do with it, good or bad. Um, let's write new money stories, right? Let's, let's recreate the way that we have interacted and danced with money up until now. So there's more where that came from. We talked about that. I am capable of earning for the good work that I do. I love to say this one. Every time I charge for an, for an empowerment workshop, I'm raising the vibration of our future girls. My impactful work deserves to be compensated. Every time I earn, I am able to share more of my much needed gifts. Doesn't this all just sound a little more empowering? Wouldn't it be nice if we could step into that way of thinking? Money is just a tool that helps us show up in the world in a bigger way. Money can amplify our message, right? Yesterday we talked about this. I just kind of touched on it, but I want to go deeper in it. When we are willing to be sustained energetically, financially, spiritually, for the good work that we do, then there is more of us. There is more of us that we can share and then we can amplify our message. But if we are accepting pennies for the work that we do, then we cannot, there's only so much we could do. So, so many women I know have a day job, right? Nine to five hours. And then they save their girls empowerment endeavor for like the, the, service work that they do after their day job and that is only sustainable for so long that is like how much can we really do after the nine to five or the 12 hour schedules that some of us have it doesn't leave much room and we want to show up with our full energy so you know you're going to be learning about all the different ways that you can step into a girl's empowerment movement tomorrow but for me, one of the greatest things that I've been able to do and have enjoyed so much is teaching women how to run profitable girls empowerment businesses so that they could show up doing the work that they love to do, adding value to the planet and having an abundant life, right? Because those two things can be synonymous. It doesn't have to be that I do my day job and then I come and I do this like with the energy that I have left. No, we want to show up whole for those girls because they deserve it. Um, Lou says one of my favorite mantras, I have a wonderful business in a wonderful way, giving wonderful service for a wonderful pay. I love that Luce. Luce is one of our rock star girl life coaches and she is constantly showing up showing up for the girls, showing up for her mission, showing up for her purpose and her calling. And that is a beautiful mantra and I'm gonna start using it loose. I love it. Okay. Right, so just again, own that your good work is changing the world. Could everybody write this mantra in the uh, comments and let's bring this into reality. Let's make this a reality. Own. I own that my good work is changing the world. I own that my good work is changing the world. I own that my good work is changing the world, right? Let's be willing to do it in a different way. Let's be willing to change course. Let's be willing to earn for the magnificent magnetic work that we are here to do. Um, Nikki says, 
me, it's exhausting, but as a single mom with a mortgage to pay, I'm trying to teach my girls that they can do all the things their heart desires. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love to hear you all owning this. Your good work is changing the world. Let's keep that going. Let's keep that mantra alive. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful. And one last thing I will leave you with about money. There are people out there making money for industries that are not adding value to the planet. In fact, they're harming the planet. I'm sure we can brainstorm on some of them right here. Like people who are doing work um, that they're getting paid really well for, but that is harming our planet, right? And we should be apologetic to show up doing good work and we're afraid to ask for money for what we do, for the good work that we're doing that's adding value to the planet. Just something to think about, right? Because so often I hear women being, being apologetic about charging for their services. You know, they want to give a community yoga class. It's a beautiful thing to do. Don't get me wrong, but they want, it's always about just doing it for free. And we feel so sorry if we even decide to charge $5 for something. But we need to change that narrative. We need to like stop it dead in its tracks. Once again, we want to create girls who know that they can live abundant lives and know that they can earn money doing work that they love. And it starts with us. So that heart-centered work, that's the work that deserves the highest compensation of all. And so why should we be apologetic about earning for that magnificent work that we do that changes worlds, right? It's just a different perspective. It's a, it's a different way of looking at it. Again, fear or love. Are you going to choose to see through that lens of fear that holds you small and stuck and stops you from doing what you know you are here to do? Or are you finally going to tune into love? Are you finally going to say, I'm here for my calling. This is, this is pulling at my heartstrings and I want to be the change that I wish to see in our girls. Which one is it going to be for you? Um, what I also want to say is that doing heart-centered work doesn't mean we're not working. We're working. We're still doing things, right? We're still, we're, we're, but we're doing it in an inspired and aligned way. We're doing it in a soulful way. We're doing it in a way that is aligned with our beliefs and values. And when you are doing that hard work, I have to tell you, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're stepping into what you know that you are here to do, right? Um, I, just a little story about my life is my father, is an entrepreneur through and through, right? He, like I said, he dropped out in eighth grade so he could support his family. And he created something out of nothing. He started a business where, I mean, he started many businesses from eighth grade and on, but when he finally immigrated to Canada, um, he created a business importing housewares and um, teapots, like teapot was his main, his main item at the time. And I would say he has four physical children, my dad, but his fifth baby, and you've heard me say the same thing, that Girl Life is my third baby, his fifth baby was his business. And he raised us to be very entrepreneurial, but he also raised us to be a part of the family business. And so I've been in the entrepreneurial space for... I want to say about 35 years, right? Like that's how I grew up and that's why I love entrepreneurship so much. Um, the only thing for me is that there was a disconnection between what I was doing there and what my heart wanted me to do. I had always thought I'd become a psychologist or a social worker. I always knew that I was meant to help people and support people in some way and to pull the greatness out of them. Um, and of course, when I heard about this whole life coaching career, I was like, what is this? Like, get me in, sign me up, and the rest is history. But I couldn't connect to my father's business because it, there wasn't, I, I needed something more. I needed conscious entrepreneurship. I needed um, heart-centered entrepreneurship. I needed soul-led entrepreneurship. And so 
I started my own coaching business, and then that coaching business went from coaching women to coaching girls, and then that went from coaching girls to teaching other women how to coach girls as a business. And so that's where you know it all comes together for me. That's where my whole um, you know my whole mission in the world comes together. And I don't know if you've heard of this Japanese term, ikigai. Uh, it's where three things merge. It's something you love with something you're good at and something that the world needs and wants. And that is my ikigai, is empowering women to empower girls. But I had to figure that out for myself, right? My ikigai, like I'm so living my ikigai because... Um, I love to empower women to empower girls. I live for girls' empowerment. I believe that I've honed in my craft and it's something that I'm good at, right? And the world most certainly needs this from us right now. The world needs it more than ever. Um, and tomorrow, again, we will be talking a lot more about how you can step into this mission. So please be sure to tune in at noon Eastern at the same time. If there's any session you're gonna be live for, this is the one. Um, because again, that two-way interaction is gonna be amazing. And then on Thursday, we're meeting at Zoom, on Zoom. Um, and it's gonna be like a Q&A, meet and greet. Hopefully some of our coaches will drop in. So if you're watching this and you're one of my, our coaches, come on in and share your experience with the amazing women in this group. Um, so this is a really big one, okay? How you invest in yourself is how others will invest in you, right? So remember how yesterday we talked about how everything we already need exists inside of us? We need to first find that place where we know that we are worthy. We are worthy of this work. We are worthy of this investment of time and energy. We are worthy of showing up with the mission of girls empowerment. And until we can claim that worthiness and we can claim that we own it, other people will not feel our message. When we talk to people, people can feel our hearts. And this is like those full circle moments when we talk about being your authentic self and not being afraid to shine and not being afraid to be flossom. That is where this all merges, right? Because until you can rock what you've got, other people will not be bought into, felt into your vision. So how you show up for yourself is how other people will show up for you. How you invest in yourself is how other people will invest in you, okay? And I want you to remember, there are a bunch of prompts in the workbook. If you don't have a workbook yet, just DM me. The best place is to send me a mess message right here in Facebook Messenger. Um, because there is a whole workbook waiting for you filled with prompts and journal prompts and reflections. So answer those questions for yourself because that is going to help you to move into the right direction. Um, I'm going to get into the comment section to chat with you guys a little bit more. I love that you're all owning that your good work is here to change the world. Sue is saying we can always leave one or two spaces for the disadvantage and still make money on the rest. Yes, I'm so glad you said that. And that's the truth of it. You know, Sue, when we are um, sustained, when we are financially in a position where we can support and sustain ourselves and our mission, then we can pay it forward, right? We can underwrite projects that we're passionate about. We can, Mother Teresa said that it takes a checkbook to change the world. And what does she mean by that? It's like when we as women are in positions of power and abundance, then there are so many ways for us to give, to give, to give, right? That's what that's what's going on. So I love that you said that. Um, Evelyn, to find the place where I am worthy. Yes, Angelique, how you invest in yourself is how others will invest in you. Another mic drop, yes. Nikki, we are our greatest investment. Invest in the parts of you that can't be taken away. Oh my God, beautiful. Build on your character and inner qualities. Love reading self-help books for that. Me too, sister. Um, Sue says, I will claim my worthiness. I love it. I love to hear you all claiming that which is yours. 
Um, we are here to shine. There's no other way, right? Like there's no other way. We might as well start now. Uh, I am going to leave you with a song by Super Tramp. I'm going to try to, I, I usually like break out into song when I sing this. Has anyone heard the logical song by Super Tramp? Um, I remember I, I, it was probably about five years ago and I was in my kitchen um, and I was listening to music and this song came on and I know this song from my childhood, but when I heard it, I felt such like a deep connection to the words because I think ultimately this is what, you know what, we'll, we'll analyze it after I read it for you, okay? So when I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful a miracle. Oh, it was beautiful, magical. And all the birds in the trees, while they'd be singing so happily, oh, joyfully, playfully watching me. But then they sent me away to teach me how to be sensible, logical, oh, responsible, practical. And they showed me a world where I could be so dependable, oh, clinical, oh, intellectual, cynical. I'm going to I'm going to sing this part for you. I'm just going to go for it. There are times when all the world's asleep. The questions run too deep. For such a simple man, won't you please please tell me what we've learned? I know it sounds absurd. Please tell me who I am. What would you say if they were calling you a radical, a liberal, oh, fanatical, criminal? All right, so I'm going to end it there. I'm singing. Um, what I took away from this song is that, like, we are all born to be who we're meant to be, right? We're all born to to shine in the way that only we can. We are all brilliant and powerful beyond measure. Then we go into school and we step into society and we have the narratives of our ancestors and the people who came before us and they mold us into this version of ourselves that we don't even recognize and the world taught us who to be and we forgot who we really are. And so that's why this song speaks to me so deeply because our role as girls empowerment guides and leaders is to remind our girls of who they are. Um, we start with girls as young as age five and as old as they come, right? Like some of us are working with women, some of us are working with teenagers. But the whole thing here is that when we're working with the younger girls, we're teaching them how to live an inside out approach before the world tells them to live on an outside in um, narrative, right? That's what we're doing. When we're working with the older girls, remember we said that a girl self-confidence peaks at age eight, right? So when we're working with 12 and 13 year old girls, there is a little bit of unlearning. There is a little bit of reminding. We are reminding the girls of their essence, their true essence, their authentic essence. We are reminding them of who they are here to be so that they can shine unapologetically. And so this song sets us up for tomorrow where we're gonna talk a lot more about emotional intelligence for our girls, how it's not something that's taught in school and how we need to preserve, we need to preserve their essence. And this is how we do it. We do it by stepping forth into our own greatness and inspiring their greatness, bringing forth their greatness. Um, wow, thanks for the compliments, you guys. I don't think I have like the best voice, but I do know that I love singing and that that's probably what came through as I sang that song for you. Um, Luce is saying, time to relearn who we really are and step into our divine purpose. Sing it, Luce. Heidi is saying, trying to learn this, but I really don't know how. I was taught to never make it about you. It's always about others. Oh my goodness, Heidi. Um, not to do like a shameless plug of my books, but like 
you need to pick up my book, Empowered Women, Empowered Girls. You're gonna talk, you're gonna learn about why it's so important to start with yourself. And by starting with yourself, that is the greatest gift that you can give to somebody else. So I wanna flip what you've been taught on its head because it's just, it's not the truth and it's not serving you. It's not serving us. And I certainly have heard that from other people. It's not selfish to start with your own empowerment journey because when we as women empower ourselves, we empower everyone we come in contact with. So yes, we're, we start with us, but it becomes this global um, universal mission and everybody wins, everybody. Heidi, yes. Yeah, so sorry, I went back to your comment. Nikki says it's important to get to girls before they get to high school because high school is <laughs> the devil in disguise. I hear that. Um, yes, we can tell you love singing. I do too. Yay. Maybe we can sing together. Maybe we'll start with a dance party on Thursday when we're all on Zoom together. How would that be? Feel free to send in your song requests. Maybe we'll start and end with a dance party and just really bring the energy. And uh, Angelique, you love that book. I appreciate you. And this is my other book, XOXO from a girl who gets it. I say this is required reading for every girl from age five to 105. And maybe I'll choose a message for you guys from, um, from the book because it's designed where we just close our eyes and I choose a message. We'll do that another day. And by the way, these two books are part of our raffle. So if you haven't already entered the contest, it is not too late. Leave a review on my podcast. Um, maybe someone can link it in the comments below, melodypormorati.com slash podcast. And just leave a review, take a screenshot of your review and post it anywhere and tag me. If you tag me on Instagram, I'm at Girl Life Empowerment. If you tag me on Facebook, Melody Gabay Pormorati, um, let's share the good stuff. You could share the, a picture of the workbook. You could share your biggest takeaway from today or yesterday. You could share yourself watching this live. You could share a selfie of yourself, whatever you want. Let's get this message out there and let's also give some amazing giveaways in the process. Who's with me? Um, thank you for your beautiful comments about my books. I really, they are a labor of love and I'm so great that I get the opportunity to share them. Um, I love you all so much. I feel such a deep connection with all of you. Thank you for showing up here. Thank you for your comments because that's, that's so important. That's what it's all about. We are connecting here. We are in a connective, beautiful um, space and women need more of that. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow at noon Eastern, same time, same place. I can't wait. Bye.